0: This is Robert Green, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Schaubel.
1: You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Shawbel. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is bestselling author, Robert Green. Robert has mastered the arts of psychology and understanding what drives us, and has incorporated his research and insights into many best selling books, including The 48 Laws of Power. The Art of Seduction, and his latest, The Laws of Human Nature. During this episode, Robert and I have a deep conversation about how understanding human nature can make us all more successful and live happier lives. Welcome to Five Questions.
0: Thanks for having me, Dan. My pleasure. So
1: a few years ago, you had a stroke and almost died. Can you talk about that experience and how you turned a negative situation into a positive one that actually helped you recover?
0: well it's not all positive it was ironic because i had just finished my last book the laws of human nature and the last chapter was about how to deal with the thought of mortality and i went very heavily deeply into it and then two months later i came this close to dying myself i had a stroke and i was driving my car my one form of therapy was swimming like three times a week and riding my mountain bike into the hills near here in los angeles and taking hikes and suddenly all of that was gone. You know, I went through physical therapy. I'm still doing physical therapy two years later and it's so boring. It's not like exercise. It's like learning how to lift your the pinky of your hand over and over again, learning how to lift your left leg. It's left my left side. So I've had to make major adjustments. Most of the time I'm fine and I'm grounded and I I have to go through a process like, I could have easily died. I wouldn't be here and look, I get to see the birds and the sun shining and it's it's pretty great. My body was crippled, but my brain wasn't affected. A lot of stroke victims, if it's on the right side of the brain, lose a lot of cognitive powers. I didn't have that effect, thank God, so I can write another book. So I have to continually remind myself of what I have, which is a great lesson for anybody in life, because this could happen to you tomorrow. COVID could strike. You, know, you read a lot about COVID, and they have to go through what I have. I just read in the New York Times about people who, ha- who caught it in March, and they still haven't recovered, and they ha- and they can't walk. So it could happen to anyone. So it's a, it's an interesting thing to, to know about. like Just in general, the things that you have right now, I have to do that continually. And then I have to realize I am making progress. You know, it's incredibly slow, but I'm 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 determined to get back to my previous lifestyle. I have moments where I'm so frustrated I can't tell you. But in general, i I mentally have gotten stronger and stronger and stronger. That's been the major effect on me.
1: I reflect just from you saying that. I was in physical therapy on my back, my neck, like basically my whole body for nine months and i had loved running I, i'm a big walker but i love running so much yeah not being able to run and having to you know go to physical therapy and you know they do the massage and then you do the exercises there you do the exercise at home it doesn't just hurt you physically and something that and prevents you from doing what you love but mentally For i really? felt more depressed i think you realize you know, how important life is, you know, especially in your situation, how how you framing it is, you could sulk for the rest of your life, or you could say, hey, these are the skills I have. This is how I'm going to have to approach it if I want to continue being a writer and function in society. Well, thank you. Because you know you love book writing. So like, you're going to, you're going to figure out how to do it. You can pull this off, you know?
0: Yeah, I can. It took me like double the time that I I wrote the first chapter but I'll start getting some momentum and I'll figure out, I'm using dictation software, which is a bitch, but um, I'm gonna get better at it. Yeah, I agree.
1: How has understanding people's motivations helped you live a better life and have a more successful career?
0: Well, it's really the basis for any kind of success I've had. For whatever reason, I'm fascinated by other people, by their psychology. Since I was very young, I was very observant of people, kind of a detached mentality where I kept my emotions kind of clear and I watched people and I tried to figure out they say something, but what's really going on in their head? I was fascinated by by how there was always a discrepancy between what people said and what they did. And it was something that I, stu- I studied very deeply. I've always been an observer, particularly Particularly when I worked in Hollywood, I saw a lot of very weird manipulative games going on. It's a skill and it's something that I had developed over many years and then writing the books and researching it and doing all this consulting over the years, I think I've honed that muscle. This is one of the most important skills you'll ever develop in your life, in your career. Knowing how to navigate a social environment because we're social animals, being able to have some detachment from your environment. These are the most critical life skills. I can't emphasize it enough.
1: I can't agree more. I always am frustrated. I'm like, why doesn't college teach people skills or just even high school teach people skills? a personal finance class, and then like a career management class, because the output of college is not just learning how to think and building a network, but it's how do you use that degree and that experience to your benefit? Speaking about choosing the wrong person, throughout our lives, we meet and befriend and work with different personality types. While some bring us great joy, we fail to break away from the toxic ones. How do we decide who should stay in our lives and who we should let go of? All of us
0: have certain negative qualities that are kind of wired into human nature. We all, to some degree, are irrational and narcissistic and aggressive. So I wanna get people out of their judgmental moods where they think that they're superior to everyone else. The art is distinguishing between those who are just simply benign and those who are genuinely destructive. It's not easy as i said because people wear masks so there's certain basic things that you have to look at and one of the most important things you have to look at is their past and their patterns of behavior don't be entranced by what they say because people will justify or say anything to get a job to please you etc so generally be much more aware that appearances in people can be extremely deceptive toxic people don't go around with a big neon sign on their head saying i'm a toxic person learn how to see below the surface and learn Learn how to not be taken in by the front that people present to.
1: I always ask myself, why are things the way they are? Why is this person behaving the way they are? Why right. is a politician pushing for one policy over the other? And it always lands back into self-interest. How is this person benefiting from doing it? I think that answers a lot of the, the big questions that we have. What is driving this person to make the decision? I think that your book and material is, is so helpful in helping understand that because once you understand what this person's real objective is, I'm so results driven, right? Because I know if I get a good result, you might get a promotion or it might help you in some way. Right. So I always put that first because I know that's what's going to help them the most. And I think that thought is what can really help you in terms of connecting with people as well. A lot of that has to do with something that you're excellent at, right? It's listening. It's asking the right questions. And once you have that type of data and knowledge, then you can form better relationships. A lot of that has to do with empathy.
0: The ability to not to stand back and say that that isn't personal, really. Their kind of malicious behavior is not really about me. It's probably about something that happened earlier in the day in their life or their childhood or their experiences. And so with that detachment, you can now observe them and do what you were talking about, which is truly the wise thing to do, which is analyze what is really motivating them. But if you're constantly thinking and reflecting about yourself, you're never going to be able to have that distance to understand and analyze what might really be going on.
1: And our emotions, as you said, tend to get the best of us and override our logic. How do we detach ourselves from our own emotions and master self-control
0: you need to be motivated to want to be able to to master your own emotions so you have to be able to see the tremendous value in it emotions are much more powerful than thinking what you need to do when you practice this tomorrow is the next time you feel a strong emotion ask yourself why am i angry why am i frustrated that ability to analyze yourself and step back is a muscle that you will slowly slowly develop
1: thankfully that wasn't one of my five questions Oh, so My last question is, what is uh, your best piece of career advice?
0: You need to be fluid and adaptive. You might think that this is the worst time to start a business, but it's actually the best time to start a business. People are really craving certain new experiences, and you are now in a position to start something so you want to be able to not just simply react and grab onto any career that you think is safe and easy but you want to analyze where the world is going in a few years so being fluid and adaptive is to me the most critical career skill right now particularly when we're entering this phase be excited by what we're heading into because i think it's going to be potential for business renaissance in some ways
1: thank you so much for sharing your wisdom robert to follow his journey you can read the laws of human nature and find a on Instagram and Twitter, where he shares his appearances, travels, friends, and insightful quotes. And to watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Dan Shabel.